0: Quiet morning. I think mean, whatever take note of whatever families aren't here because they're the rowdy ones apparently. I feel like like we're having a good peaceful beginning to admin. So let it, let it be known. So um, any uh, any big lamentors here this morning? It it sounds like it should be from Harry Potter, like Dementors, but it's not. Allie, your lamentor? I would have not pegged you. <laughs> You, uh, Michaela's you' Michaela So Yeah, I looked it up uh, on the official Wikipedia just to make sure I know what we're talking about this morning. Uh, a lament or lamentation is a passionate expression of grief often in music, poetry or song form. Did anybody get that aspect of a lament that's typically in song or a poem or uh, something? Uh, it says, the grief is most often born of regret or mourning. Uh, interesting. So, the more you know. Um, so, yeah. Caleb's lamenting that he's having to sit by himself over here this morning. He moved. But he moves. Maybe you guys are lamenting. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, yeah. So, here we are. And what does it mean this morning that we celebrate... This first Sunday of Advent, uh, by um, lamenting together, uh, that we talk about uh, a lament. Um, sometimes I wonder if if one of the reasons why uh, some people aren't so eager to uh, get the tree up and get the lights up and put the ornaments up uh, is is maybe the same reason that uh, prophets like Habakkuk. Uh, lament right it's that there's uh, there's uh, like a need to escape a need to have like some distraction from everything that's that's going on in the world right you either have to like confront uh life or you have to like you know look away you have to 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 find something else right some some sparkling lights will do right cue across the snowman right uh, you know, global warming has nothing on Frosty the Snowman, uh, you know, like all day, all day long. And so it's almost like there's just like a little bit of a deficiency for excuses uh, to be joyful or something, uh, you know. So something to think about. Uh, so as soon as it's maybe socially acceptable, we click on the lights or, you know, we, uh, we need something to turn our attention to. Uh, but it's you know you can't really blame anyone because it's I mean there's so much going on in the world right it's easy to um, it's it's easy to get a, in a little bit of a a, a funk right uh, so I want to I want to look at this text this morning I know you guys are excited uh, this morning because we are in Habakkuk uh, everyone's favorite prophet and uh, right. And uh, we've been going through we've been going through the narrative lectionary since about the summer, and the last few weeks we've been in the prophets, right, which has been just interesting. (laughs) But uh, we did Isaiah, we've done Jeremiah, and now we are in Habakkuk. Look at somebody and say (laughs) Habakkuk. No one biblical scholars don't even know if we're saying it right. You yeah, know, it's like, well, here we are. You know, Everybody's favorite prophet. Um, so, it's too, it's too much. It's like a, it didn't mean anything. All right. You guys, doing, you guys are doing great. All right. Habakkuk, chapter one, verse one. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw How long, Lord, must I call for help and you do not listen? Or cry out to you about violence and you do not save? Why do you force me to look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing, oppression? and violence are right in front of me. Strife is ongoing, and conflict escalates. This is why the law is ineffective. And justice never emerges. For the wicked restrict the righteous. Therefore, justice comes out perverted. Man, words from the prophet this morning. It's a powerful text for us uh, this first Sunday of, of Advent, right? As as we light this candle of, of hope, right, in the, in the season of, of waiting for the Christ child to come, uh, here we look at this text from the prophet who laments, right? And so here we are, uh, you know, it's December now, and the, the days are just getting darker and, and darker and... and you wouldn't know it today, but it's starting to get a little bit colder, right? the beginning of last week, I was freezing. and uh, but, but more than that, I feel like right now, the world just feels like an ominous place to be, uh, right? Uh, those searching for refuge are snared and trapped. And, 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 and you know, a season begins that, um, you know, there's supposed to be this inauguration of this king, right, uh, Christ. But yeah, it feels more like an inauguration of consumerism, uh, and so this morning we light a we light a candle this morning. Uh, in the middle of all that's going on, we light this candle, right? That that uh, flickers, that appears, and it's it's hopeful. Uh, so we're in Habakkuk this morning, and. Um, Habakkuk lived during the time of Jeremiah. So we talked about Jeremiah last week, and so they, they actually prophesied during the same period of time. And Habakkuk was a prophet who lives in the southern part of Judah, uh, down south. And, uh, and so, and as the, the book begins, what he's lamenting about, and what he's saying, how long, O oh Lord, is because uh, the people of God are basically corrupt, right? The people of God have kind of gone sour. And Judah is um, uh, doing all of these sort of things that people of God aren't supposed to do, right? And so he's lamenting uh, about Judah, Jerusalem, and saying, "How long, O Lord, uh, is this? Is this going to go on?" And uh, what's interesting by the time the book is over, so it's only three little, uh, three little chapters. It's a small little book. If you haven't read it, go home and read it. It only takes like a few minutes. But uh, by the end of the book, uh, right by Habakkuk three. Um, uh, so this uh, chapter one happens and its kind of pre-Babylonian takeover, right? They haven't the people of God haven't gone into captivity yet, and and uh, he's lamenting about the corruption of the people of God. Well, by uh, by the time you get to chapter three, it's probably they're probably post-invasion and they've probably gone into captivity, and his lament sort of turns toward not just like what's going on with the people of God, but what's going on like with the Babylonians and, the, and, and uh, taken into captivity in the whole world, right? And so it kind of it kind of goes from bad to worse. A lot of times we think about uh, books of the Bible being written like you or I would like sit down and write a blog or something, and like 45 minutes later we said, come out of it, and we're like, oh, whoa, publish, you know? Uh, but that's not how we get stuff, right? Uh, especially books like Habakkuk, right? They're written over long spans of times, sometimes by different people uh, even. And so, that's kind of where we're at here, but um, the book of Habakkuk is, is primarily like a, a prophetic lament, right? Um, uh, it's actually often compared to Job, interestingly enough, um, where Job is lamenting over like all this personal stuff, right? Uh, Habakkuk is lamenting over all of these sort of world issues and things that are going on. Uh, and so, in the middle of this little book, the prophet calls attention and, and critiques the, the miscarriage of uh, justice, uh, of, of, of social justice, of uh, the judicial and the economic things that are going on uh, during his day and the institutions thereof, and, and uh, of Judah, and especially his capital of Jerusalem. And, uh, and then, by the time you get to the end of the book, the Babylonians are taking over. And so the whole thing is just really grim, right? It goes from, like, dark to darker. And uh, he's like, how long, oh Lord, right? And so chapter 1, he's like, how long, O oh Lord, are, are the people of God going to be corrupt? And then if you keep reading, it's not your handout, but if you keep reading chapter 1, uh, God's like, oh, uh, things are things are actually going to get worse. And he says the Chaldeans, which are the Babylonians, are going to come and, and you're going to go into captivity. And it's like it's like if you've ever prayed, like, how long, O oh Lord? And God's just like, longer. You know, and, uh, and if you've ever prayed that prayer, that's, that's sometimes I feel like that's the answer I've gotten. Uh, yeah. How long, O oh, Lord? Not longer. It's a great response. Thanks, Lord. Appreciate it. Uh, and so, uh, the question uh, for this prophet is, and maybe for us today, um, Habakkuk faces the challenge of how, how do we believe in uh, the ultimate power of justice in the midst of a world that feels overwhelmingly unjust right are you with me Uh, this is what we're dealing with here how do we how do we believe in the the ultimate power of, of justice in the world in the universe right in the midst of of a world and a life and everything that's going on that just feels overwhelmingly unjust right how do we reconcile uh everything that's going on here uh yeah this is this is difficult uh, Monday morning I was uh, this last Monday morning and it was so cold uh, this last Monday morning and, and I just didn't want to do anything and my tennis elbows were hurting you know it's like it's you know it's a problem and uh, and, I, and I went I was going to try to get some work done a lot of times on Monday I'll just stay home uh, oh but the girls were being watched in our house so I was like I'm going to go to a dozen and um, so I went down to the spot my little like back of the hallway seat you know just kind of hang out back there and hold court sometimes, but um, anyway, so I'm, I'm back there and 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 I've probably been thinking about like finances too much and like I read one too many like climate reports already and I was like a couple cups of coffee in you know a little too much caffeine and I realized like my heart was like and like I felt I started feeling really heavy I was having like I was having like an anxiety attack right. In the back of a bakery, like it's like it, it's like this is not where this is supposed to happen, you know. It's like other places, but I was totally just having this like. I feel like maybe I even called Emily first. She came by. And I was like, hey, man, I'm having an anxiety attack right now. You know, I'm in a coffee shop. You know, it's uh, it's like what what is this overwhelming uh, overwhelming thing that's happening here? You know, it's you ever been there? It's like searching for this breakthrough. Like there's just two. Too much going on. Why is this happening? Uh, and so uh, this book begins and there's this deep sense that there's just this world out of whack, right? Things are not aligning, uh, going the way that, that God plans them to be. There's this human longing. There's this dissonance, right, happening in the story. Um, let me ask you this morning, do you, uh, you ever just let yourself lament? Do uh, you ever just give yourself like permission to lament or, or permission to to cry? Do you ever just give yourself permission to shout? Right? Let me go over. Anyone want to shout right now? We can just, you know, the baby might be sleeping, you know, so, uh, you know, she might beat you up, but, uh, you know. you ever just give yourself a, a chance to, to shout, right? you ever just feel like you're trying to live your life and your faith in a world that just seems, like, broken? Like, all the pieces aren't there? Like, like at some point, like, you drop something on the floor and you can't find them again, you know, and it's just like... We're just trying, like, you know, it's the worst, especially the Thomas Kincaid ones. Oh my word, like, is that the right? Is that what I'm looking for? The puzzles, you know, you ever try to do one of those? It's like, there's always a piece missing in those. And I think they're designed that way. Um, You ever just give your permission to to cry or, or to shout? Specifically, even to say, Lord, this sucks. This sucks right now, Lord. You would just let yourself do that. It's an important thing to do. You know, a key part of a good lament uh, is naming things, right? We're just naming some things. Uh, it's, a, it's a key quality for a good lament. Like, hey, uh, God, uh, have you seen X, Y, Z? Because uh, you may want to take a look. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. It's like you know, we we like to like. Uh, I feel like. I feel like many of us were taught, like, don't do that, you know, like, God already knows, you know. It's like the logic that leads you to, like, unpray. you know what I'm saying? Like, God already knows this stuff, so don't bother him, you know, uh, or her, you know, whichever way you're in there. <laughs> but, um, you, ever, you ever just name some things? Lord, have you have you seen X, Y, Z? This is going on, Lord. This is going on. Uh that's okay. You know that the Psalms are actually the majority of the, the majority of the Psalms are laments. Uh that there's this sort of deep grief and sorrow, right, that, that just goes through our scripture. Um you know, it's, there's there's plenty of little stuff to be in despair about in our world. Uh, and sometimes that's okay, right? Um sometimes I think that the reason that, that we can't go anywhere in life and the reason that we can't move forward is because we haven't given ourselves proper space to lament, right? To to be in a place of, of grief. And so it's like we can't we can't go anywhere uh, because we, we haven't done that work yet. We we haven't sort of had that that place to let go. Uh, and so Habakkuk is known as this prophet uh, who's like all about social justice, right? And uh, for the prophets, authentic religion isn't a, isn't a matter of just personal spiritual welfare, right? Uh, but it's a, it's about a spirituality that requires public dedication to the, the equity and fairness of uh, political and judicial and economic life. And Habakkuk even goes to consider that these... Uh, secular affairs, right? Uh, to be those in which God has held Judah, the people of God, primarily responsible for. Um, I mean, can you imagine, right? Can, can you can you imagine that God's people would have some responsibility to what's happening in the world, right? It's hard to think about. Uh, you know, um, it's it's hard to it's hard to imagine the, the church letting some things go on like this, um, right? Uh, foreigners seeking refuge, that um, the church would be okay with, with I don't know, tear gas or assault rifles or deforestation or the propagation of war or the corruption of worship. You know, I mean, can you think of a time in human history? It's hard to think about. Um, so prophets like Habakkuk have the strongest critiques for those who abuse power, uh, but the largest defenses of those who are marginalized. You know? So, interesting, in World War II, uh, in 1940, in Basel, Switzerland, there was a church newspaper uh, that published an article titled uh, On the Current Situation, and uh, in the article, it quoted um, Habakkuk from the Bible. And uh, the uh, military censors at the time actually... Ban the newspaper because they uh, viewed this text as a critique of uh, the Nazi regime, right? Uh, you know, it's like, this is just the Bible. Like we're like we're not, you know. It's like uh, no, right? Um, and so they actually banned this this whole newspaper because they published uh, Habakkuk basically, and uh, said that it was. Um, yeah, no, it was a critique of the Nazi regime uh, Habakkuk is kind of is kind of a badass a little bit right the donkey kind okay guys yeah, no, 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 nobody quote me on that all right uh, Habakkuk is also used in uh, in South Africa during the time of the, the apartheid and uh, as sort of like a critique on uh, on everything that's going on there uh, during the apartheid regime and uh, Alan Bosack, in the tumultuous 1980s, preached a sermon uh, in London on Habakkuk 2, imploring God. He says, "Lord, how long must we wait before you help? Uh, and he actually quotes uh, he actually quotes uh, probably one of you guys' favorites, uh, John Calvin. And uh, you know, and he has you know as much as you want to kick on that guy's grave, he's got some good stuff and you just gotta, you got to excavate. it, you got to turn the gym. Yeah, no. but uh, but John Calvin uh, on Habakkuk he says uh, he says tyrants and their cruelty cannot endure without great weariness and sorrow. Hence, almost the world sounds forth these words: "How long, how long? When anyone disturbs the whole world by his ambition and avarice, or everywhere commits plunders, or oppresses miserable nations." When he distresses the innocent, all cry out, how long? And this cry, proceeding as it does from the feeling of nature and the dictate of justice, is at length heard by the Lord. This confusion of order and justice is not to be endured. John Calvin, everybody. He said it. Take what you will. So, here we are, and it's 2018, and man, where's a Habakkuk when you need one, right? I mean, come on! Can we get some something here, some T-shirts? All right, chapter two, uh, verse one. He says, uh, "So he says, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the lookout tower. I will watch to see what he will say to me, he being God. Uh, and what should I reply about my complaint? The Lord answered me, verse two. Write down this vision." Clearly inscribe it on tablets, so one may easily read it. You ever notice how God's always trying to get us to like put things on tablets? Yeah, no, He's always trying to get us to like chisel something in stone. It's like, hang on, Lord, back up. You know, He's always trying to get it down stone. Verse three: For the vision is is yet, is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end and will not lie, though it delays. Wait for it okay. since it will certainly come and not be late. though it delays wait for it though it will certainly come and not be late. This morning uh, this morning we remember what it means to wait right Who here loves waiting? I love waiting yeah you know? like, I'm on the line <laughs> when I'm at the DMV no kids Yeah. Uh, I'm convinced. I'm just thinking about this. I'm convinced that um, that getting older is is just like learning how to get better at waiting, <laughs> right? It's like getting older is just like learning how to get better at waiting. It's like when when we're when we're born, right, and we're just new and we're out of the womb. It's like it's like we have no capacity for this, like. Like we're hungry, we're crying, you know, we're tired of crying. We're trying to let you know. Like it's just raw. It's just, it's amazing, right? And because before that, you're like in the womb and you're just plugged in. And so, uh, and so if you're hungry, it's there, you know. It's just continual, it's just continual feeding, you know. I mean, it's my dream come true. And and actually, if you're when you're in the womb uh, before your water breaks, like you don't have to breathe. And so that's like. Don't have to do that, you know, and so literally you just eat, yeah. it's just like you grow, and it's like so good, and so, and we're born, and then like it just goes on from there, you know, and we're just, we're getting older, and we're just learning how to wait more, you know? or, or learning how to wait better, uh, it seems, and, uh, and I and, and early on, maybe you learn, maybe you learn like uh, why you wait, you know, like can't cut long, son. Lay back here, lay down here first, or something, you know. Uh, but, and then you learn maybe um, how to wait, like, stand still, you know, what's going around, you know. Uh, so maybe you learn, like, how to wait, or, or why you wait. But I can't help but think that, that Lord willing, uh, that you'll learn at some point um, what it is to Wait. In, in what waiting is. Uh, that, that waiting actually uh, can be opportunity. Uh, that, in waiting, uh, is hope. Uh, that in waiting is hope. That in waiting is relationship. Uh, that in waiting is love. Uh, that in waiting is actually uh, where faith uh, resides. Uh, there's all this good stuff that happens in waiting. You even get a chance to like Check your Facebook and stuff, right? Uh, there's all this good stuff. There's all this good stuff that happens in waiting, right? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm convinced that our technology is like robbing us of, you know, maybe it's another term because that's a soapbox. Our technology is like robbing us of the opportunities that, that waiting would like to give us, right? That life would like to give us this gift. And uh, I think we're in a time where that it actually becomes a battle. Uh, where maybe it was once something that just happened. And so that's kind of what I think the, the gift of habit is. And so here we are this morning, and it's kind of a cool thing, if you guys didn't know, because churches all over the world this morning have also gotten together, and they've lit their candle, And collectively, we're saying this morning, uh, just hold on, right? Uh, that that there, there's a hope that is coming this morning. And so God responds, and he says... Uh, wait, wait for it. It's coming. Deliverance is coming, right? Uh, but it flies in the face of our, our human craving, right, for, for instant gratification for what we want now, for the quick fit, fixes and easy answers. And so, and even then, the prophet's message, right, uh, that, that it's followed by many more years of violence and injustice, right? Uh, and the same and we're talking about World War II, right, or the apartheid, right, this, this went on for a long time. Uh, And sometimes we can just be in these seasons, these seasons, right, uh, that just don't seem like they have an end to them. Habakkuk reminds believers centuries later how important it is to keep on believing that a God will bring deliverance, right? That there's this unflinching belief in God's ability to make an end to violence, right? And it's precisely the reason why uh, Habakkuk was, was banned in Nazi Germany, right? Uh, it's this idea that, that there's a God who will end unjust power, right? Well, that's that's dangerous. Uh, and so, and then verse 4, wrapping up, he says, uh, this is sort of like Habakkuk's claim to fame verse, right, that Paul quotes. And so he gets on the map. But he says that the righteous uh, will live by faith, right? It's sort of, it's a good defining statement for the book actually right that in the midst of all this is going on this morning we not only uh, wait but we live <laughs> right we're not only waiting but we are living like we're we're moving forward we're we're doing something right that that there is uh, that we go on about our work that the kingdom continues to come as we Live and as we move, right, in faith that something else is going on, that something else is coming, that, that someone else is coming, right? Someone who is greater, someone who is holier, someone who is before us, someone who is behind us, uh, someone who is, right, with us, right? Uh, Emmanuel, right? What are we even doing here this morning, right? That, that God is with us here, and so we hold on to that, right? That's what we're doing here. Uh, and so this morning, to wrap up, uh, it's such a short little book, and you know, I am tempted just to stand up here and read the whole three chapters to have it, but uh, we are going to read chapter three. Uh, and so I, I just can't, can't close this out without actually reading chapter three uh, because it's so good. Uh, so feel free to look at it in your Bible or, or read along with me. Uh, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet. Lord, I've heard the report about you. Lord, I stand in awe of your deeds. Revive your work in these years. Make it known in these years. In your wrath, remember mercy. God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran, Salem. His splendor covers the earth, and the earth is full of his praise. His brilliance is like light. <laughs> Rays are flashing from his hand. This is where his power is hidden. Plague goes before him and pestilence follows in his steps. He stands and shakes the earth. He looks and startles the nations. The age-old mountains break apart. The hill, the ancient hills sink down. His pathways are ancient. I see the tents of Kashan in distress. The tent curtains of the land of Midian tremble. Are you angry at the rivers, Lord? Is your wrath against the rivers or is your rage against the sea? It's a question, a valid question I ask myself sometimes. When you ride your horses, your victorious chariot, you took the sheath from your bow, the arrows are ready to be used with an oath. Say, You split the earth with rivers. The mountains see you and shudder. A downpour of water sweeps by. The deep roars with its voice and lifts its waves high. Sun and moon stand still in their lofty residence at the flash of your flying arrows, at the brightness of your shining spear. You march across the earth with indignation. You trample down the nations in wrath. You come out to save your people, to save your anointed. You crush the leader of the house of the wicked and strip him from foot to neck, Selah. You pierce his head with his own spears. His warriors storm out to scatter us, gloating as if ready to secretly devour the weak. You tread the sea with your horses, stirring up the great waters, right? That sounds like the Exodus, doesn't it? Verse 16. I heard and I trembled within, my lips quivered at the sound, rottenness entered my bones, I trembled where I stood. Now I must quietly wait for the day of distress to come against the people in us. The fig tree does not bud, and there is no fruit on the vines. Though the olive crop fails, And the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. This isn't a prophetic vision. There isn't one. Yet I will triumph in Yahweh. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Yahweh, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. This morning, maybe you're overwhelmed uh, by many things. Maybe you're overwhelmed by climate change or finals or funerals or friends or family or fibromyalgia, or foreigners. Uh, this morning, uh, it's easy to find ourselves in a place of suffering that is seemingly without an end. Uh, and even this beautiful confession of faith, which uh, Habakkuk ends, acknowledges that the situation and suffering is is long from over. Right? There's the, the fig tree does not blossom. There's there's no fruit on the vines. <coughs> There are no livestock in the stalls, right? Uh, No fig, no fruit, no food, no sheep, Lord. What's going on here? And yet, uh, even in our lament this morning, uh, we come and we say, but you, you give us strength. In you we wait. In you we hope. That in the midst of the violence, uh, midst of the dissonance, right, that you are with us, and that you give us the dexterity of a deer, right, to navigate this mountainous turf this morning. Let's pray. Lord God, uh, we give you thanks, uh, that your kingdom comes, even, uh, though it's kind of hard to see sometimes, help us to be people who wait, who see things that are not yet, Lord, who live by faith, even in the not yet, this morning and as we move through Advent Uh, and to your coming. Uh, We remember that you are with us, and we give you thanks. In your name we pray. Amen.